Hello all my nieces and nephews and happy Thanksgiving. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. So this episode, instead of telling you a story or reading you a story, I am going to uh, give you a quick history lesson on um, the first Thanksgiving and how Thanksgiving came about. Some of this you might already know and you might have already learned in school, but uh, given that today is Thanksgiving, I just wanted to share a few things that I know about Thanksgiving with you. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. In September of 1620, there was a ship called the Mayflower, and it left Plymouth, England, um, headed to the New World. And the New World was um, an area in the world we live in today, in America, and it was um, a chance for English settlers to have land, to own land, which was something they couldn't do where they currently lived. So it took them quite some time um, and longer than they expected to get settled. But they did get settled and they began establishing a village at Plymouth. So that is what they were calling the area was Plymouth. Um, It was a pretty brutal winter when they first came about. So there were quite a few colonists that stayed on board the ship. It was just a way to protect them, but they were also suffering from different things like exposure, scurvy, and they had outbreaks of diseases that we know about today, but during that time, they didn't have a lot of information on those diseases. So only about half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see that first spring in the New World. It was unfortunate, but that was kind of commonplace back then um, due to the diseases and different, um, you know, different events such as really harsh weather something they weren't accustomed to. So there was a Native American who was part of a different tribe, and during his lifetime, he had learned some English. So he uh, came up to the colonists, and he explained to them that he was uh, willing to um, put them in contact with the local Native American tribe. And this tribe has known the land for 50 years and they, um, you know, have cultivated the land and worked the land. So um, the Native Americans were willing to work with the English colonists to um, try to make the land work for them as long as they weren't taking over too much of it. So it's just like when you first meet somebody, you, um, you know, you do all you can to be nice to them and they're nice to you and you respect each other um, without pushing each other's buttons too much. So they were trying to forge a friendship and um, the Native Americans were teaching the colonists, uh, the pilgrims is what they were called at this time, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees to catch fish, and also how to avoid poisonous plants. So it was November of 1621, and this is when the pilgrims had their first successful corn harvest. So the governor, his name was William Bradford, he organized a celebratory feast and he invited the um, Native American allies of this colony. And um, this is what we consider the first Thanksgiving, but the pilgrims and the Native Americans at that time 
more than likely didn't use this term, um, but it was a festival that lasted about three days and it was just in celebration of um, the successful corn crop harvest. And uh, there's a lot of mention about, um, you know, the food being plentiful and the fowl being plentiful. Um, It is unlikely that they had any kind of sweets, so probably not pies or cakes or desserts, because in 1621, um, the Mayflower sugar supply had really dwindled down. So what you know, the, the kind of pies that we eat, like the apple and the pumpkin and the pecan, uh, that those types of pies were probably unlikely at that time, given their lack of sugar. So there was a second Thanksgiving celebration that was held in 1623. This marked the end of a very long drought, and this drought had actually threatened that year's harvest. So the governor, William Bradford, he um, called for a religious fast. There were days of fasting and Thanksgiving on annual, on an annual or occasional basis became just a common practice in the New World settlements. So if they had a really good harvest, they would be thankful for it and celebrate it. If they did not, uh, then they would ration their food that year to make sure they could make it through the winter. And over time, the idea of a Thanksgiving and being thankful and celebrating it did um, uh, other presidents or during this time, presidents would um, acknowledge that there were Thanksgivings and things to be thankful for. So in 1789, George Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation by the national government of the United States. In it, he called upon Americans to express their gratitude for the happy conclusion of the country's War of Independence and the successful ratification of the U.S. Constitution. Um, And then his successors, John Adams and James Madison, they also designated days to give thanks during their presidency. In 1817, New York was um, the first of many states that officially adopted an annual Thanksgiving holiday In each state and each year, it was a different day, um, a different day of the week, a different day altogether, um, but they still celebrated it. But here in the South, during this time, it really was not a familiar uh, tradition. And in 1827, um, there was an editor of a magazine named Sarah Hale, and she launched a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. And Abraham Lincoln, um, in 1863, at the height of the Civil War, um, he issued a proclamation saying that Americans are to ask God to um, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in lamentable civil strife. Um, So he scheduled for the... for the final Thursday in November to be the designated day for Thanksgiving. I know that that might have been a little bit confusing, but essentially in 1863, Abraham Lincoln said, hey, the final Thursday every November is going to be Thanksgiving. 
And so that was actually celebrated every year until 1939, when Franklin Roosevelt moved the holiday up a week in an attempt to spur retail sales during the Great Depression. Roosevelt's plan was met with um, quite a bit of opposition, and in 1941, the president reluctantly signed a bill making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November. Um, So the Great Depression was a difficult time in America, and um, it was hard for a lot of Americans. And what the president was trying to do was just add, you know, a spike to those retail sales by advertising Thanksgiving earlier than it was um, as, you know, I guess a way to get through um, and, and help boost the economy during that time. But like I said, in 1941, um, it was changed through a bill making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November. So um, I'll I'll explain to you a little bit about Thanksgiving traditions. Uh, Many American households, Thanksgiving, um, it's lost much of the original religious significance. Um, It kind of centers now around cooking and sharing a meal with your family and friends. Turkey has become a Thanksgiving staple, um, and there's really no way to know if turkey was actually offered um, at the first Thanksgiving in 1621, Um, but today, almost 90% of Americans eat turkey. Sometimes sometimes they roast it, it might be baked, deep fried, um, but... On Thanksgiving, according to the National Turkey Federation, about 90% of Americans eat turkey at Thanksgiving. Other traditional foods may be stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie. Um, Lots of people tend to volunteer on Thanksgiving Day for various activities. Maybe there's food drives, um, uh, dinners, or... um, trying to think of what they're called Um, but basically at food drives um, now races people that run races in the um, you know Thanksgiving morning might do a 5k or a 10k there's a lot of volunteering there but people do it at homeless shelters or um, anywhere that they can try to feed the less fortunate so um, you might be familiar with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Uh, presented by Macy's department store since 1924. Um, It's New York City's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's the largest and most famous. Um, It can attract two to three million spectators and it goes about I believe a two and a half mile route. Uh, There's marching bands. There's these very very big balloons. Um, If you've seen it on TV it can be fascinating. They're singing and dancing. And there is a um, turkey pardoning ritual. Thanksgiving turkeys each year. um, Sparing the bird from slaughter and sending it to the... And so instead of um, eating the turkey, it's pardoned and it's sent to a farm for retirement. And they recently advertised that, I heard it on the radio, that two turkeys were pardoned by the current president. Um, So there are some controversies that come along with Thanksgiving. 
Um, so there's some people that are curious if the feast at Plymouth was really uh, considered the first Thanksgiving. There's historians that have recorded other ceremonies of thanks among European settlers and um, North Americans. Uh, different celebrations uh, throughout the world that would have happened prior to this first said Thanksgiving. Uh, again, at, at this time, colonists and settlers and Native Americans were celebrating the harvest. So go, good things that had happened with their crops. And then it slowly evolved to good things that had happened in your uh, community, in your state, in your country. And now that it is a national holiday, it has become a celebration with your family and feasting and being thankful and happy uh, with what you have. And some people give thanks to God. Some people give thanks to those around them. Um, so it may not always be considered a religious holiday, but in most households it is. So you're, you know, thankful for what you have and um, whoever or whatever you believe in is um, behind you being thankful for these things. Okay, so... just a few more things to share with you. I'm looking over my um, notes really quick. So maybe not, I believe. I guess I have covered all the things that I wanted to explain to you about Thanksgiving. Um, so I think that that is all for this episode. Um, I do realize that it was a little bit off our normal typical format and maybe I rambled a little bit. Um, but if you know Auntie Jojo, that's kind of what I do. And, um, I was going to read, don't let Auntie Mabel bless the table and do all the voices like I did last year. But I think that you could just go back and listen to that episode so that I don't have to put you through that again. Um, but that is one of my favorite stories that I've read so far. It's just about an aunt who is thankful for everything. I mean, everything. You just have to listen to the story. It's a wonderful book. But if you've got story suggestions, you can email me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. And um, lucky you, this week an episode has been released practically every day. So we'll have our normal episode released for this month um, tomorrow. So be looking for that on Friday. And then uh, December 1st, I will let you know what our December story reading schedule looks like. And uh, as always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.